everybody, and welcome back to Worst Take. James and Cole hosting you as always. Week two of the NFL is in the books, and we had a lot of wild chaos. It was a game of curses uh, for teams like, you know, the Colts and Jaguars and Lions and Commanders. It was also a game of a lot, a week of a lot of crazy games with comebacks, as we saw with the Dolphins, the Cardinals, you know, all coming back from huge deficits to win the Jets to win the game. So with that being said, our best and our worst of week two is coming right up. I'll start my best team of week two. It's probably the only time I'll ever be able to talk about them in a positive way this season. I am going to go with the New York Jets. Now, yes, they were playing the Cleveland Browns. Yes, their win was one that, you know, only happens once or twice a year in true miracle style. But you know what? I'm going to hand it to the Jets, all right? This was a team which their offense was totally counted out before the season started, you know, with Joe Flacco starting at quarterback. And But look, they've, they've actually had a pretty good offense. I believe Joe Flacco is actually the leader in NFL in passing yards through week two. I mean, this guy has thrown in two weeks for over 650 yards in two weeks, okay? I mean, there are other guys who have not even thrown for 400 yards yet. So huge props to the Jets offense for staying strong and coming back. I mean, not often do we see a team like the Browns score a go-ahead two touchdowns up with less than two minutes left and go on to lose the game. Obviously, that, uh, you know, I think a lot of that is on Nick Chubb for uh, being greedy and not making the play to just uh, go down, and he ran it all the way to the, into the end zone. Uh, but you know what? Props to the Jets. They, they stayed gritty. They toughed it out. They got a statement win against the Browns that says, hey, look, you know, we're, we're still a building team here, but we, we can compete with other teams, right? I mean, the Browns had, were 1-0. They had beaten the Panthers. They were looking to go 2-0. They were a team who's still hoping that, you know, they can make a playoff run once Watson comes back. And the Jets said, you know what? Not today, Cleveland. You know, take your trashy fans and your trashy quarterback and, you know, go back to the hellhole where you came from. So, so yeah, well done for the Jets. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. yeah, I agree. I mean, the Jets, you know, you know how I feel about Joe Flacco. I think he's overrated. I think he's kind of garbage. I think he's just bad. I never thought he was good. I thought he was always trash. But hey, look, the win is a win. And props to where it was, props should be given to Joe Flacco and the Jets. I mean, they had some lucky breaks and onside click recovery is definitely one of them. But look, Joe Flacco played well when it mattered the most. I have to give him props for that. And I think the Jets should actually have a serious discussion about what should what I mean depends on what they look like, but when Zach Wilson comes back, should Joe Flacco be the starting quarterback or should they go back to Zach Wilson? Yeah, I mean, I mean I think see it how we do on, in the next week or two. Yeah, and of course, I think it really depends on if they're trying to make a big playoff push, if they're trying to make you know, if they still think they have a chance to make the playoffs. Then I think they have to really consider is keeping Joe Flacco. And I never thought I'd say that in my mouth, like you know, the Jets keeping Joe Flacco. Ugh, yeah, that's gross. But, and on the and on the wide receiver side, huge props to Garrett Wilson, who's had a yeah. great start to the year. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, fan, fantasy pickup, honestly, because he's had he's had a very good first two weeks, especially in deeper leagues. And the top player, also in the same division, the AFC East. I think we all know who I'm going to say. 469 yards and six touchdowns, silenced a lot of haters, which he's had over the past couple of years. To a tag of Iloa. Congratulations. That was 
an excellent performance, probably the most outstanding quarterback performance I've seen, you know, in the last couple of years. I mean, I, I don't remember the last time I've seen a six touchdown game, definitely the most impressive of the season. You know, Patrick Mahomes had a very, very good week one. But other than that, you know, definitely a top two performance we've seen so far from the quarterback position. And you know what? He signs the haters. This was a guy who did not have a good first half. He threw two first half interceptions. The memes were coming out, right? Everyone was saying classic to a moment, overthrowing, blah, blah, blah. The Ravens were up at the start of the fourth quarter, 35 to 14, 35, 14. And Tua, Tua Tagovailoa came back and won. Lamar Jackson was playing well. It really wasn't on the Ravens offense, but the Dolphins, they banded, but they didn't break. Huge props to Tua, huge props to Tyreek Hill for believing in his quarterback and saying the things that he said. You know, obviously it sounds a little ridiculous for him to say that Tua is more accurate than Tyreek, than Patrick Mahomes, but I think it does have a mental effect on your team. And I think it shows that Tyreek's here to play. He's not just here to make money. He really believes in Tua. He really believes in his offense. He's a veteran player. I think that meant a lot to Tua. And, you know, we we saw how he played. The Dolphins, I think, you know, they've been knocking on playoff store for the last two years. I think this could be the year that they get in. And with teams in the AFC, like the Bengals and the Titans and even the Raiders not performing as well as we thought they would so far, the Dolphins, the Dolphins could be in a position to make a playoff run here. I, I, I would say definitely look out for the Dolphins. I'm very excited for uh, Dolphins and Bills next week. Yeah, Dolphins definitely played well. You know, I always have a love-hate relationship with Tua. I thought coming out of college was a generational prospect, should be taken number two overall. Then he just played off on the NFL. I thought he was just going to be mediocre, you know, maybe a Drew Brees light if he's the best. But now, you know, I'm starting to, you know, hey, look, I, 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 you know, I, I was one of those who says, you know, Tua's got a good alarm. I don't know if he's going to make it in the NFL. But hey, props for Tua. I mean, on one hand, he has some great receivers to throw it to. Jalen Waddle really balled out as well. Tyreek Hill really balled out. So hey, you have to yeah, Jalen Waddle guys. well done too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because props to those guys. Everyone doubted Jalen Waddle coming out of you know college as well. He's too small. But hey, look, he played really. They played really well. So I think that the Dolphins, you know, I think that that's a good pick. And Tua definitely deserves the praise that you're saying right now. And against the Ravens, I mean. F- the yeah. Ravens I hate them so much man I was so satisfied to see them blow a 35-14 lead I mean I'm kind of hoping that the Ravens become the new Falcons I I want to <laughs> see more I want to see more memory from this because I cannot stand Baltimore and to dismantle the Patriots and the Ravens in your first two weeks I mean how can any how can any NFL fan not love that I think the Dolphins yeah. are a team that everyone's going to be hyped for this year. I, yeah. I know I certainly am. They, so, they kind of well like almost like the Bengals of this season. Right, right. right. And yeah. I, I hope that that continues because I would, I would love to see the Dolphins make some success here. So, well done. All right, Cole, on the other end of the spectrum, what do we got? So, most disappointing team, I have the Denver Broncos. And I have this, you know, I'm a big believer in the young coaches. I'm not a big old coach kind of guy. I don't believe in the ground and pound game that much and hard-nosed defense like your Bears would believe. I believe in Sean McVay. I believe in the younger coach, the time of analytics, of airing it out a lot more. But I think there's one black sheep in the Sean McVay tree, and that is Matt LaFleur. I think Matt LaFleur is garbage. What is Matt LaFleur? All right, whatever. let me continue. He's a hack and he's garbage. And he is the black sheep of that uh, Sean McVay tree. 
And the Broncos just hired his protege, just right under him, Nathaniel Hackett. And so far, Hackett is an absolute hack. He is a hack. He looks like he can't manage a game clock. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He's looking like a Pete Carroll because he's trying to throw the ball at the end zone every time Russell Wilson's up there. And it never works. Why do you do something that never freaking works? So he's just looking like a hack, 64-yard field goals, you know, not calling timeouts at the last second just to spike the opponent. I mean, come on. Yeah, this that guy, was ridiculous. You know, he, he just looks just awful. Like, you know, he doesn't know when to pass. He doesn't know when to trust his $250 million quarterback. And at the same time, he doesn't know what to f- run the ball when he's at the end zone. So, look. Hackett is, you know, he doesn't know how to manage a game clock. All the receivers look like the routes. They don't even know what they're properly doing. This is just bad coaching. Nathaniel Nathaniel Hackett is like if Hugh Jackson and Bill Belichick had a child and he was adopted and raised by Matt Nagy. (laughs) I mean, literally, like you've got like the boneheaded decision-making, the zero confidence from the team, and the total not classy jerky move at all you know that we saw that last second and the terrible clock management and the terrible clock management what what more do you want from this guy this guy just looks like he's he's he looks like he's a hack i know it's his first two weeks we should try to give him a little bit more time you know coaches you know they need some time to adapt to the nfl but i mean the broncos (laughs) despite winning i don't ever think i'll choose this like a disappointing team but they won they just look like, you know, they were not good. And they should not look like that. They have Jeb Javante Williams. They have Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. And they Patrick have Sutton, Russell yeah. Wilson. Yeah. Um, oh, no, I mean, Cortland Sutton, uh, Sutton for uh, the receiver. Cor- yeah, Patrick coach. Sutton, the corner. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the corner, the corner, yeah. But they have, they have some talented players on that team. They shouldn't be looking this sloppy. They look sloppy. They look sloppy against the Seahawks, which they should have beaten. And they look sloppy against the Texans, who I think might be the worst team in the NFL. So, I mean, I don't know what more to say. I think that this really goes down to the coaching. I mean, obviously, the players all have a part in it. It's the players who play the game. But Hackett, it looks like a hack. And I think this is all part of the Matt Matt LaFleur. This is all part of the Matt LaFleur coaching brand tree because – I think that that whole branch, that whole tree, they're just hacks. They don't know how to manage the game. They do not know when to run, and they do not know when to pass. These guys, they don't trust their quarterbacks in the big moments. But at the same time, they always try to throw the ball when they're in the end zone. They don't. It, I, I don't trust this team. I think the Broncos are going to have a tough season. I think that Hackett's going to be gone after this season. Wow, one season and gone. Yeah, I think if they don't produce, then a lot of that blame is going to fall on the coach. And as much as I hate to say it because I love the guy, but Russell Wilson really has not been playing that well. I think he, you know, he may be past his prime. I know last year the Seahawks took a huge dive, which was not expected at all. They were expected to be Super Bowl contenders like they had been for the better part of the decade, you know, from 2012 all the way way through 2020. They were in the playoffs or had a winning record every single one of those years. And Russ didn't play terribly last year. He was 25 touchdowns, six interceptions. But again, the Seahawks yeah, he were pretty bad. <laughs> but the Seahawks, the Seahawks were, were a bad team. And, you know, yeah, I think we could see a resurgence on the Broncos, but also like uh, some other questionable decision. Like, why did he sign a massive extension before the season even started? Like, why would the Broncos do that? 
great, great on Russ and his agent, especially considering the way he's been playing now because he's, he's getting that bag. But if you're the Broncos, but if you're the Broncos, I think that's a very premature decision. And they, they're acting like they're a Super Bowl winning team now, you know, with, with the way that they're acting. And, you know, in terms of the front office and the coaching and the, the field, but they're not performing like a Super Bowl winning team. And this is a team that you have to remember, they haven't even made the playoffs since 2015 when yeah. Peyton Manning won their last Super Bowl. They're a franchise that has really struggled. They've had a losing record every single one of those seasons. They've never won more than seven games in that span, other than 2016, which they were nine and seven when it's the playoffs. So they're, they're a team that still needs to take that, that step out of mediocrity and into playoff level. And right now, they're not playing like that at all. They're looking no better than the Broncos of last year. I mean, yeah. one and one after two games against two of the worst teams in the league is, is simply not acceptable at all. And they just did not look convincing against the Texans. They were no. down in the fourth quarter. You can't be down against the Texans in the fourth quarter. And when you play the Chiefs and the Chargers and the Raiders, you cannot. I mean, you are, no. you're not going to get any slack from any of those guys. So I don't know what to say. Most disappointing player, what do you got? A lot of options I got, out there. I, I got Matt Ryan. And, you Ugh. know, I, I, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of contenders for this. I mean, Derrick Henry being one of them. Um, obviously, there's, you know, Kirk Cousins. And, yeah, he looked kind of sloppy out there. And, and Justin Jefferson as well. But at the end of the day, I got to choose Matt Ryan. And just, he just looked sloppy out there. I mean, he looked kind of washed last year. I think last year, you know, even the two years ago, he still had like 4,000 passing yards. He was still, you know, considered one of the top quarterbacks in the league, 4,581 passing yards, you know, 26 touchdowns. But last year, his numbers started to take a dip. But this year, oh, man, he's just looking really, really washed. And, you know, I want to say, you know, he had, he doesn't have the best weapons around him, maybe, you know. But, I mean, come on. You played against the Texans and the Jaguars. You tied to the Texans. You shouldn't be tying against the Texans. I mean, you want to play that on Rodrigo Blankenship? Fine, but I mean, you shouldn't be tying against them. This should never have been a close game from the start, and you just got destroyed. You just got dismantled by the Jags, and you look, props to Trevor Lawrence, you know, this guy played well, but I mean, come on, you throw 53% completion rate, you throw three interceptions, and you take five sacks, 195 passing yards that's just sloppy I mean look you know obviously a part of it is that you know a, you know you have the Colts quarterback carousel none of the quarterbacks really have that much time except for Carson Wentz because he played with Frank Reich back in uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles but not but none of the quarterbacks really have time to adjust to the you know the playbook of the coach obviously we all know that takes a couple of weeks a couple of games to really adjust themselves but Matt Ryan just looks bad he looks washed he never had the strongest arm but man his weaker arm is looking worse now that he's not even making completions he's just making completions to the other team I mean look you know the Colts are expected to be the second best team in the AFC South I mean I, I think that was I don't think there's much debate about that but look they look just really sloppy they just look bad and I'm gonna have to put it on, on Matt Ryan there's been rumors that you know he was just, as soon as he came to the uh, locker room, he was just not a good presence. He was just not a good leader. He was ticking a lot of the players off. 
And, you know, you got a run game with Jonathan Taylor, who I think might be, is the best running back in the game right now. You have they didn't play like against, that against the Jaguars either. They did not. They I mean, that not. was a whole team collapse. That was a to, whole to be team fair, collapse. to be fair. I expected them to be a number five, number six seed in the AFC, beating out seventh teams. Seventh seed, I yeah. expected them. I expected them to be a top six team in the AFC. Being better than teams like the Ravens, the Dolphins, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Broncos. I expected the Colts to be better than all of those teams. Really? I really did. Because what I saw last year, I saw some very good football out of the Colts. You have a very, very talented team with guys like Shaquille Leonard. Uh, I'm sorry, Quentin Nelson, Jonathan Taylor. I, I thought that Carson Wentz wasn't that bad, but I thought he wasn't going to be enough to elevate the Colts. Now I'm rethinking it. Now I think that the Colts disrespected Carson Wentz. I uh, really no, do. Uh, uh, no, I, I, no, it's not. It's not too, too far. far. Carson Wentz that's was 27 and seven. Wentz has been playing solid football for the commander so far. He's one and one against a commander's team that is really not that inspiring around him. Okay. Antonio Gibson is very mediocre. Terry McLaurin hasn't been, been no, no. Terry McLaurin hasn't been playing that well. I've had Gibson on my fantasy team. He hasn't been doing much at all. The defense really has, has kind of collapsed, allowing a lot of points to the Jaguars and the Lions. What's point being? Wentz has been playing fine, all right? Ryan, on the other yeah, hand, has not. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan has not. And I find it really sad. I really, really, this is, I really root for this guy a lot. I want him to get at elusive Super Bowl title. I thought he could finally catch a break, go into a better team. I thought we would see a repeat of two years ago when the Colts, Colts brought in Phillip Rivers. And no, he wasn't slinging dimes like his old self was, but he led that Colts team from mediocrity to a playoff spot and nearly beat the Bills, who went on yeah. to make their conference championship. And of course, the rest is history with the Bills. So I, I find it really sad so far. And now you're facing the Chiefs week three, right? I mean, that's yeah. the game that I could give you an excuse to lose. You should be 2-0 heading into that game, not 0-1-1. Yeah. So on the, the one positive I will say is that you were, you were right on when you were talking about quarterbacks needing time to get into that system. Let's not remember the Colts. This was a team that, that by all intents and purposes, was a playoff team last year. They, they were a top seven team. They were much better than the Steelers. They didn't make yeah. the playoffs. It yeah. was unfortunate. Curse. I don't loss. think they're a top seven but, team. I think that the Chargers should have taken that spot. But okay, but better, uh, better yeah. than Pittsburgh and better than better New than England Pittsburgh. and better than better New than, England. Better than so, New England. Yeah. yeah. So this, this is a squad that started off slow. They started off 0-3 and they lost their first game 25-38 to to the Seahawks, who we thought were good at the time, but clearly are not. So that's the only silver lining here, okay? That, that's the only, about the only thing I could say that, yeah, maybe Matt Ryan needs a little bit of time to take, take, you know, take in the team. Yes, the Colts are cursed against the Jaguars. I was hoping that streak would be broken. But again, Shaquille Leonard was out. Quentin Nelson was out. And Jonathan Taylor was not playing very well either, okay? I mean, we can't put the blame exclusively on Ryan, though his performance was very poor. So with that being said, not a good start, but again, we're two weeks into the year. Give it a give it a little more time, Colts fans. And Ryan is a guy who's earned the respect of the NFL that he's not he's not somebody we're gonna bench this season, right? Unless they're yeah, playing that, absolutely that's awful. Right. Give him the give him the season to see what he can do, and we can reassess next year.
If you've got, if you taken a major step back, move on. Let Ryan retire with some dignity, or you know, move on to whoever. But he is thirty-seven, and I. And, but you know, you can't count your season out yet. Let's let's see what happens. And look, here's the thing. I mean, at the end of the day, you're right. I we agree that you know quarterbacks need time to you know understand the playbook, and you know Colts definitely mid-season is when we're looking at. But you really need to win these gimmies against the Texans and the Jags if you want a shot. And well, the Jags isn't today. a gimme because they they just can't beat the Jags in Jacksonville. But yes, I mean, they I know they about sh- the curse, but you you know you still, still need to win those be, games, yes, or you're is. gonna end up like last year, right? If you don't win these gimmies against the Jags, if you don't win these gimmies against the you know the Texans. You know, I find it very difficult. I mean, I think it's going to be a very difficult season for the Colts. You know, the AFC is just so tough this year. You know, there's just so many play teams that are just, you know, easily can make the sixth and seventh seed. You know, obviously, you know, the entire AFC West is up in the competition for that. You know, obviously, the a- there's a lot of teams in the AFC North that we're also looking at. You know, obviously, the Ravens, the Browns, are, and the Bengals, all three of them, you know, have a legitimate shot at the title. So, you know, there's just a lot of these, you know, that we talked about the Dolphins just a, a couple seg- uh, a couple seg- a segment ago. So, look, you know, there's just so many teams here that are in the competition. Even the Jets are in the competition here. You got to win these gimmies if you want even a shot, a shot at being just making the playoffs. I'm not saying the Colts should just tank, but, look, I mean, if, you, you know, they really need to start picking up the pace here. And Matt Ryan, he's the leader of the team. Yeah, you you gotta, you gotta do better. So, all right, that's it for our latest episode. We'll see you next time on Worst Take.